When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Bills did nothing to help Joe Fortenbaugh's marriage. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh. You can check us out on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. That's him at Amber W Sports. That's me. So Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills did not help out Joe's marriage. I'm not sure they helped out the conversation surrounding Josh Allen's future, frankly. Neither did Dak Prescott. Now, we are used to Dak Prescott. And largely because he's got a star on his helmet, let's be real. And also because, frankly, he's not a top-tier quarterback in the league. We're used to the criticism and the skepticism surrounding Dak. We're not so used to it around Josh Allen. But I think we're at a place now where Josh Allen, disappointing loss, doesn't look great in that loss. And also the interceptions and the fumbles this season. I don't know if people realize Josh Allen has had the interceptions. This is, I mean, he had what 15 interceptions last season. The double digit interceptions is a thing that he's done every season, except for 2019. The fumbles were way up this season though, Joe, and there's no excuse for some of that sloppiness. No, there is not. I will say this. We have a a, a habit, and this is is everybody. This is like everywhere on the planet. We have a habit of putting way too much weight on what we just saw, not just with sports, with everything. It's called recency bias. You've probably heard the term. People talk about it more in sports now than they ever have in the past. Never forget that Peyton Manning was a one-and-done in the playoffs in six of his first nine trips to the postseason. All right, let me say that again. Peyton Manning's first nine trips to the postseason, he was one and done six times. In his 10th trip to the postseason, he made the Super Bowl and lost to the Saints. The point I'm getting at here is that Allen is still young. Prescott is still young. No, they're not rookies. No, they're not in their second year. They're high-paid guys that are expected to perform at a very high level, but they both lost to very good teams, Allen specifically. The Bills need to retool. They need to establish a running game. They need to bulk up the pass rush. Maybe, just maybe, it turns out that the move from Brian Dable as offensive coordinator to Ken Dorsey wasn't as seamless as we all originally thought. Perhaps losing Dable, considering, Amber, what we've seen with the Giants this year, has turned out to be a much more significant blow than we thought early in the season. Also, let's not forget what Josh Allen looked like when he exited the postseason last season, right? Like, we can be really critical of his performance this season in the postseason. We cannot be critical of his performance against the Kansas City Chiefs last postseason. He was not the problem. He was not the reason that they lost that game. Dak Prescott, I think we could be more critical, frankly, of his performances in the postseason, albeit he looked very good about Tampa against Tampa, but it seems like that Tampa team was a bad team, and I think that that seems even more obvious now after this past weekend. Keyshawn Johnson, however, he hosts a show called Keyshawn J. Will and Max, 6 a.m. It starts every weekday here on ESPN Radio. He thinks Josh Allen and Dak Prescott are the same dude. All no. I'm saying is he's been to six postseason appearances. Mm-hmm. He's three and three. He's 500. Dak Prescott's been to five. He's two and three. Same thing to me. Both of these quarterbacks are paid to do what? Advance their teams. 
and neither has been able to do that. One guy on Josh Allen comes in with major expectations and hype, and every year he's going to win the MVP. All I'm saying, Jay, is when you look at it, with all the hype and everything that comes in it, you got to have the same energy because you did mention he led the league in what? In turnovers, yeah. I, I, turnovers. I'm the one that mentioned it. The I same thing that Dak Prescott does. Give the football to the other team. Well, so what There's quarterback no difference. would you take? Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe Fortenbaugh and Amber Wilson with you. I mean, I think that there is a difference between these two players. To me, Josh Allen's still a top-tier player. I understand the interceptions and the fumbles. There's not an excuse for that, but he's a high-risk, high-reward type player. For me, Dak, those mistakes, those interceptions, for whatever reason, I think spell more trouble. And some of it is because of the monster performances I've seen from Josh Allen. I just referenced that Kansas City game when he had the four touchdowns and 329 passing yards on 27 of 37 last year. Like, that's how his season ended last year, Joe. I've never seen Dak's season end like that. Easy way to settle this. How many fan bases in the NFL would take their current quarterback over Josh Allen? Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, sure. Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, probably. Joe Burrow's love there. So we'll go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt with those two. Um, Jalen Hurts in Philly. People uh, right love him now, this year, but it's been right one season. Would, right, recency bias. But right now you wouldn't tra- make that trade. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Maybe they've had enough. Maybe they'd uh, rather take Josh Allen right now. But that's different. That's not because of... I don't feel like that's because of football. I mean, we are talking about a dude who just won back-to-back MVP. So I don't know if that's a football conversation so much. So maybe we could get away with saying, okay, not there. I think you could. I, I did think that intentionally just, because as much as you hate Rodgers, I wanted to hear you defend Rodgers. I, I, yeah, I thank you for trick. trying to back me into that. You walked right into that trap. You walked right into that one, hook, line, and sinker. But yeah, Justin what is there, Herbert, maybe four? would you trade Justin Herbert for Josh Allen? That one I'm I think taking, is a more of a question mark. I'm I taking think Allen over a, Herbert. I, I okay. Justin I Herbert co- skates by, there. skates by because his coach makes so many bad decisions that we don't analyze Herbert's mistakes. Herbert was not good in the second half against the Jags, but Staley was so bad he took all the heat. Go back and look at that game. Herbert made plenty of mistakes. Still a great young quarterback. He's on the rise, but I'm not he's taking gr- him over Allen. I mean, there's what, you know, so maybe five, maybe five teams five that you max. would max. Five max. That you would, yeah, everybody else in a heartbeat. Like Buffalo's not twice. taking, Buffalo's absolutely not taking Dak Prescott over Allen. What would you do? Do you want Prescott or Tua? <laughs> I want, I mean, oof. I'll, I'll, I'll take Prescott. <laughs> oh, look at you jammed up I again. Know, wow. I don't like that. Just made me feel dirty inside. I, I just, oh, that hurt my heart. That what are we doing question. there? Yeah, that was a really how how on fire wow. am I today? I, I mean, how good am I? This, that, that was a good one. Yeah. I'm owning this segment right now. This I is, don't this like is, this. This is peak Fortinball. This is it. You're witnessing Dak peak Fortinball after this. It's all going down. The ceiling. only reason I went Dak there <laughs> is because of the durability concerns with Tua that have me significantly shook. And they have me shook. And I'm not just talking about the concussions, but I'm talking about also the lack of sorts sure. that we saw him get to have in college because of durability concerns and the other injuries that he's had in the NFL. Dak's Would Baltimore too, fans? But not, not like Tua, huh? Would Baltimore fans rather have Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott? Lamar. Okay, what about, I'm not going to do Kenny Pickett and the Steelers just yet. What about Jacksonville? Would you rather have Lawrence or Prescott? Lawrence. Okay, interesting. Um, Kansas City, the Chargers, I don't think they're giving up their guys. No. Uh, Philadelphia, I don't think giving up their guys. No. Uh, as you work your way through, Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? <laughs> Minnesota's just trading for the same guy, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a toss-up there. I think you just rock yeah. with Kirk. 
See, and then you've got the Packers, and you've got the, I mean, I don't think the Seahawks fans are going to take Geno over Dak, but who knows? Stafford was injured this year, Kyler Murray. But you see where I'm getting at. Maybe with Allen, there's four or five guys you would take over him if it's your fan base. With Prescott, it's more closer to 10. And I think that's a great indicator for whether or not these two are on the same plane. I get what Keyshawn's going for, and he's using the records, but let's be honest, you can look at it and slice it a lot of different ways, and you'll take the turnovers with Allen, because you'll get so many spectacular moments. You don't get that with Prescott. At no point yesterday was Prescott right. doing anything to put himself in a good situation or his that, team in a winning situation. Right. That was my larger point, too, and going back to last postseason, is some of the spectacularness that I've seen from Josh Allen I just don't see from Dak Prescott. But I think when we just did that experiment that you just went down that path, that's the perfect way of saying Josh Allen, still top-tier quarterback, Dak Prescott, that second-tier quarterback. Still good, still very good, but not not top, 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 top five player in the league kind of guy. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, Mahomes versus Burrow, round four on Sunday. We're going to get into this one. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Also check us out, of course, on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're giving law lessons during the commercial break. No big. No big here on Joe and Amber. That's what we do around here. And what I just learned during that commercial break, by the way, because Joe Fortenbaugh was asking me like a semi-legal question and I was giving some analysis and I'm like, yo, Joe, do you not remember this from law school? No. And then I discovered when he says that he was playing online poker during law school, (laughs) he was not kidding. Yeah, years two and three, we got internet. It sounds so weird to say this, but there's wireless internet in the classrooms starting my second year in 2L. (laughs) So this was like 2007, 2008. And then I could access party poker and your boy just did work. I didn't pay attention to anything, anything. And and this is why Joe Fortenbaugh did not pass the bar. (laughs) No, no, I did not. 
Oh, uh, but I'm sure you had a heck of a lot more fun in law school than I did. This is Joe and Amber at ESPN Radio. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson. Check us out on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. That's him at Amber W Sports. That is me. We have ended up in the same place in life. So all that online poker paid <laughs> right. off for you, and I should, might as well have played a whole lot more of it. It is time now for us to do one of our favorite things on the show. Let's earn you some more money. Everybody likes money. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Game tips off in just under 45 minutes at 9 o'clock Eastern. It's the Kansas Jayhawks plus two over the Baylor Bears. Kansas on the road at Baylor tonight. They are off a 23-point loss to TCU this weekend. Humiliating. But in that humiliation, you can find some good information like this. Kansas shot 42% from inside the three-point line. That is absolutely horrible. Law of averages says we should get some regression to the mean, which means a better shooting night tonight. In addition, Kansas has lost three games in a row just three times in 20 years under Bill Self. They've now lost two in a row, so I'd imagine the team's on high alert. Baylor loves to shoot the three-pointer. Kansas, very good at defending opponents shooting the three-pointer. Kansas plus two over Baylor tonight. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I think the Jayhawks win this one outright. Mahomes is hurt after a gain of four yards. He got hit hard on this play. And Mahomes, is he wanting to come out? He's a tough kid, and so he wanted to be in there. He wanted to be competing. I just love competing in this sport, and uh, pain is pain, and you have to deal with it either way. Again, sprints in motion to the near flat. Mahomes now steps up in the pocket, throws late, wide open, back in the end zone. Touchdown! I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out. Well, pain is pain. It's part of the game. I don't know if a high ankle sprain, though, and having to play through it when you're trying to win a conference championship is so much part of the game plan. We are going to get Mahomes versus Burrow, but... It may not be exactly what we all wanted because Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. We'll see how prohibitive that is of his movement. He is, of course, going to play. But, Joe, tell me what's been happening here with this line because I know crazy stuff's been happening from Vegas. So on Sunday, right after Cincinnati beat Buffalo, one of the sharpest books here in town released the AFC championship line and they had the Chiefs as a three-point favorite. All right, Chiefs three-point favorite, fine. That line lasted all of what? Three minutes maybe before this specific book was inundated with sharp action on the Bengals. So much so that it moved from three all the way to Cincinnati minus one and a half. Cincinnati is now your favorite. That is a four and a half point move. Three is the most important number in football betting because more games end on a differential of three than any other differential. It's somewhere around 15%. Uh, 24-21, 27-24, 31-28. You see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So to move not only off of three, but all the way to the other side with Cincinnati as a favorite, that is a major indicator of what the smart guys who do this for a living think of Cincinnati's chances, and more importantly, of Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Keep this in mind. Not saying it's the same injury, but Mahomes has been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Rob Gronkowski had a high ankle sprain in 2012 in that Super Bowl against the Giants. Not the first time when they lost to the Giants, the second time in Indianapolis. Everyone wanted to see how Gronkowski was going to perform. In that game, Brady threw three passes to him. He caught two of them for 26 yards. He was a non-factor in that matchup. So if it's a similar degree of injury in terms of Mahomes' high ankle sprain versus Gronkowski's, look out. 
because it's going to be problems for Kansas City next week. And it certainly might mean a lot more reliance there on Patrick Mahomes' arm, but if he's not going to be able to evade pressure the same way that we normally see from him, that's going to be a huge change in the game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is just a reaction then to the high ankle sprain. Would the line have moved, do you think? I mean, there's no way to know. But if Mahomes was healthy, would the money still have come in on the Bengals in the same way? Do you think that people think that betters think that the Bengals are better than Vegas was giving them credit for? That is an excellent question. If Mahomes, the first part of that analysis is if Mahomes is not hurt, the line does not come out at three. The line would have been higher. So okay. then you have to ask yourself, a healthy Mahomes, maybe he's minus five, minus six, somewhere in that neighborhood against, against Cincinnati. What do we make of that? That's where you ask if there's value in taking the Bengals. One thing to keep in mind, Cincinnati was a six-point dog at Buffalo, and everyone was focusing on those O-line issues. Three starting O-linemen are out. I must have said it 50 times last mm-hmm. week. That didn't appear to mean anything in that game. Joe Burrow gets the ball out of his hands in a hurry. He was sacked only one time. So Burrow's... Burrow's speed, Burrow's aptitude, Burrow's ability to just think quickly and execute, that covered up a lot of those issues. And I think it's twofold on the point spread move. The Mahomes injury and the fact that those injuries for the Bengals O-line, not nearly as serious as everyone thought. There is something to be said about Joe Burrow always playing behind a terrible O-line, right? Yeah. And he's gotten used to it. And he's got the one of the quickest releases in football. That's what you need if your O-line is always going to have problems. Dan Orlovsky, he is ESPN's football analyst. He was on Get Up. He thinks Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in football. Mm. Okay. Now, let me be very clear with what I'm saying, okay? Chiefs fans. Patrick Mahomes, best player. He's the most talented player in the NFL, and he's the most dynamic weapon. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in football. When it comes to quarterbacking, when it comes to understanding play calls, when it comes to understanding what you have to do with the football, when it comes to understanding what the defense is, when it comes to understanding pocket manipulation, when it comes to timing and rhythm and accuracy and ball play, uh, Joe Burrow's the best. Mm -hmm. He's the standard right now. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. That's what you're listening to. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh here with you. Do you agree with Orlovsky, Joe? Um, it seems like Orlovsky's got one of these every week. Right. And he, it's, it's always well-reasoned, and he makes some excellent points there. He's not talking about the athleticism or the excitement, just strictly the ability to play the quarterback position. But that does and not to, feel convenient that he's not talking about the athleticism or right. the excitement in his analysis. It's like, all right, I mean, right. you're kind of, you're really tilting the scale there away from Patrick when you're trying to make your argument in favor of Joe, if you're trying to just whittle it down to this category over here. It feels like he's trying to make the point that like Burrow's the most cerebral quarterback. Like maybe he just understands the position better than anyone. And Mahomes is really good at that too, but Mahomes is just like the better athlete. So I I get where he's coming from. He does not strike me as a guy who's strictly saying things to say things. He is trying to make a point. So don't just listen to the headline. Listen to what he's saying. Eh, Few people spend as much time breaking everything down that he does. He played the position. He does understand it. So I see his point. I think it's very interesting that he's making it. I'm not going to sit here and argue with him to say that Burrow's less cerebral than Mahomes or something else. If he sees that, fine. He can Orlovsky He can might win. not say things to th- say things about football. He says things to say things sometimes about food. I'm convinced. The food, food yes. takes It can't possibly actually be that terrible. What's interesting, though, is I will say, even if we just whittle it down to who has the highest, you know, 
football IQ, so to speak, I would say Tom Brady might want a word then because that dude, as of now, still part of the National Football League until he officially retires. We do not know if that is coming. James Steele, of course, wrote on my screen a few minutes ago. He has already deleted the stat, but he wanted us to know that, don't worry, Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain back in week one of 2019. He threw for 443 yards and four touchdowns the next week. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Eagles are playing the best football in the National Football League. Hurts looks. Hurts fires. Complete. He's got Dallas Goddard spinning across the goal line into the end zone. The Eagles score. Hurts is back. He's going to go with the draw. He's going to run. He's going to score. They should be arrested for it because it was assault. It was assault all night long. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh here with you. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. So you heard it there. The Philadelphia Eagles completely dominated the New York Giants 38 to 7. Jalen Hurts looked every bit as good as he did in the regular season. And Joe, I found myself surprised in a way I shouldn't have been. I mean, we're talking about a team that's won 14 games and yet somehow I was surprised because I had the questions like all of us where, yes, I know what we saw in the regular season, but then there was the Jalen Hurts shoulder injury and he misses the time and then they get as a team time off. And so you wondered, are they going to come in and are they going to look rusty? Is he going to look rusty? And by the way, is he going to look a little hurt? And none of those things occurred. He looked just fine out there. It was the perfect opponent. The absolute perfect opponent. Kansas City got the perfect opponent in Jacksonville to deal with the Mahomes injury because if they were playing the Chargers or a better football team, they'd probably lose that game. Jacksonville was outclassed in that game. It was too much for them. They couldn't take advantage of the opportunities they were given. Similar with the Giants. The Giants had no business being there. Now, Brian Dable had a great season as a head coach. The Giants are headed in the right direction. They had a nice little win on wild card weekend against a fraudulent Vikings team. But that's where the dream ended because it was a huge step up in class against a real football team. And the Giants aren't a real football team yet. Don't get upset, New York. You're going to be a real football team soon. But Gettleman and Joe Judge ruined your organization. So it's going to take some time. The key with Philadelphia is not to overreact to this win like we overreacted to the Giants beating the Vikings. The Giants beat the Vikings and everyone goes nuts talking about how great the Giants are. People just thought New York was going to give Philly problems. No way. Philly hammered them. But now everyone's saying, oh, Philly's just this juggernaut now. 
be careful. The Giants weren't that good. The truth is somewhere in the middle. This matchup against the Niners, it's going to tell us everything we need to know about both teams. Jalen Hurts was 16 of 24, 154 yards passing. A couple touchdowns, no interceptions. Those were passing touchdowns. He also had another one rushing. He gave you 34 yards on the ground. I mean, I guess my biggest takeaway, because I understand what you're saying in terms of the competition, my biggest takeaway, though, was him not looking injured. Because I felt like that was a huge question mark. We didn't know how that shoulder was going to look. And if that Eagles team is a fully healthy Eagles team, and also I just saw Jalen Hurts do it in the postseason, and I kept saying, I need to see Jalen Hurts do it in the postseason. Because in fairness, he was terrible last postseason when we did see him in an appearance there. And yes, very different Eagles team and very different Jalen Hurts this season. They brought in the weapons. We know the protection. We know all the things that they did to try to put him in the best situation this season, and he's made the most of it. I just didn't know when the lights are the brightest and the stage is the biggest. Normally we say, hey, do it in the postseason. We'll believe it when we see it. And with Jalen Hurts, there was, there was this idea because of how he played in the regular season and how this Eagles team was constructed that they're going to have an easy time in the postseason and I was more trepidatious about it but now I've seen Jalen do it in the postseason and also he looks healthy all right that's interesting because last week you were quite trepidatious going into it and it was very fair you laid out all the key points he was hurt what was the health status we haven't seen it before last year he had struggled not just playoffs but regular season I remember that game against the Giants he looked god-awful that first meeting against them last year so now you have seen this game against New York what do you make of the Eagles because as we start talking about the favorites to win the Super Bowl they're currently your favorite now Mm -hmm. part of that is because they have what is perceived to be the easier of the matchups this weekend. It's not to knock San Francisco, but they're a bigger favorite over the Niners than the Bengals are over the Chiefs. And as a result, that probability-wise says the Eagles have the better chance to make it, which is going to be factored in, which is why they're a favorite. But the Bengals and Chiefs are very close to them. Do you see them as the best team remaining in football? You're listening to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. I'm so excited to see this matchup because of that 49ers defense. And because I think that we'll get all those questions that I did have answered. You're right. We couldn't fairly answer them against the Giants. But I'm not overreacting to just a big win against a New York Giants team who you told us last week is overrated. And that was very obvious in that matchup against the Eagles. I'm just talking about if we're taking everything as a whole. And now everything as a whole plus a very dominant postseason win, I'm willing to to buy into this Eagles team and say, okay, even though I haven't actually seen them have success in the postseason with Jalen Hurts, I believe now coming off of this game, this one win, I believe that the light, the moment's not going to be too big for him. I believe they can get it done. Now, at the same time, we are talking about a lack of experience versus, you know, the Bengals who I've seen in a Super Bowl or the Chiefs who I've seen in a Super Bowl. The, this 49ers team with this defense, Brock Purdy, I have the same questions about, though. You know, now we're talking in this conference about two teams that I think look like phenomenal teams. Fine. But when you haven't seen them actually reach a Super Bowl before and you haven't seen them do it in the postseason like that, then those questions remain, right? And... I don't know how that's going to play out, but I do know on paper the Eagles should win that matchup. I'll say this. The, the, the best X-factor matchup of this game is going to be Hurts and the Philadelphia read option rushing attack against Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, the Niners linebackers. There is no finer linebacker unit in all the NFL than San Francisco. And if you go back and watch those two specifically – 
in the matchup against Dallas, how they dropped in the coverage, how they both manned up at times on C.D. Lamb, how they're able to chase down quarterbacks, how they're able to chase down running backs, the plays they make on a regular basis. You need speed at the linebacker position if you're going to compete with Philly. The Niners have speed at the linebacker position. I am fascinated to see how those two match up against one another, much like Brock Purdy on the road in the most hostile environment he's ever going to face. To this point, two home playoff games in the nice, cozy confines of Levi Stadium. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's done a whole lot on the road just yet. Now he's going to go to Philadelphia in the biggest game of his life with that place going absolutely nuts. Like, did you hear how the tailgating situation worked in Philly this past weekend? Mm -mm. I don't think you were allowed in to park until about 4 p.m., but Philly fans found a way around it. There was a lacrosse game taking place at the basketball arena there. So mm-hmm. Eagles fans bought lacrosse tickets so they could enter, park, and tailgate for the game. That's genius. That is chess when everyone else is playing checkers. That's what Brock Purdy's up against this weekend. Brock Purdy certainly is going to have his hands full this weekend. Now, I would have thought down the stretch here that he would have had his hands full a few times and all that man's done is win and win and win and win, right? And so I'm still not going to think that the moment's going to be too big and all of a sudden he's going to look nervous. One of the things about Brock Purdy that I will say is he always looks so composed and he always looks so comfortable. And I feel like we're not even realizing the gravity of the Brock Purdy story because he looks like he belongs there. He's been playing so well, but also he just looks like he's supposed to be in that system, the way that he runs that system, the decision-making as well. And so it feels like such a fit that I don't, we keep saying he's Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know if we recognize how improbable it is. Like that draft position at that position in football, that like that's never even started. Nevertheless, we're talking about now trying to win a conference championship, the quarterback position after being drafted in your rookie year as Mr. Irrelevant. It's such a mind blowing, improbable story. But do you know what I'm saying? Like when we're actually watching the game, it's like, oh yeah, he looks like he fits there. Brock Purdy. So I don't even know if we're really recognizing how crazy that story is. If he was able to get this done and find himself in a Super Bowl. Well, we've never seen it. So because we've never seen it, we try to make we try to go through these mental gymnastics to justify why we don't understand it, right? Like it's easy to say, well, it's the Shanahan system. Well, the defense is elite. Well, he's got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Trent Williams at left tackle. The offense is loaded. Anybody can do that. So it's it's easy to do that. But once you start seeing it regularly, like Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, you start to just give them the benefit of the doubt on everything. So Purdy could very well win this weekend. He could win the Super Bowl and people still might not give him credit because they don't understand it. They just don't understand how the last pick in the draft as a rookie could step into this offense and basically win every single game. I shouldn't even say basically. And, He's won every single, win game. every single game. game. It's ridiculous. Like it's, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. ridiculous what we're watching and he's playing well. He's very efficient in these games. I mean, you go through the numbers. I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. I think it's just because we're not seeing him gunsling it for 450 yards like some of these other guys. It's easy to sit there and say it's all the people around him and not him. But we've seen plenty of quarterbacks not figure anything out. Zach Wilson's a perfect example of a guy who in this system probably still wouldn't be able to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brock Purdy's not, you're right, he's not blowing the box score, you know, out out of 
the universe or anything, but he is efficient and he gets it done where he needs to get done. And so, yeah, he like he didn't have to have the insane. That was a very good Cowboys defense that he was up again as well. It was. Uh, and that, that defense was playing very well. So let's keep that in mind. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with this matchup. Of course, Jalen Hurts has a huge advantage with that line because you mentioned their him going up against that 49ers defense, but that O-line for Jalen Hurts, only one sack with the Giants uh, versus, what, five times Daniel Jones was sacked, I believe, in that game. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, we want to hear from you. It is that time where we play Caller Roulette in the show. We love when you chime in. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Bring your hottest takes from the divisional round. Anything you have for us. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We love when you join the conversation here on Joe and Amber. Triple Eight, say ESPN. That's how to join us. Triple Eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. But first, we're going to get to your phone calls in just a second, guys. So hang on for me. But first... Let's try to earn you a little bit more pizza money, something we do a few times every single show here on Joe and Amber. Not a huge wager, a small wager, enough to earn you some money to buy some pizza. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, we got good people on the line, so let's make it quick. 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. It's the Sacramento Kings over the Memphis Grizzlies. Tough spot for the Grizz. Fourth game in six nights, and it's the second half of a back-to-back. This is their third city in four days, so I'm figuring the legs might be tired, especially on the defensive end. Sacramento was off yesterday. They're playing very well as of late. They've won six of their last seven. They've covered the point spread 25 times this season, which is tied for fifth best in the NBA. This team is better than the market indicates on a regular basis. So Sacramento minus two over Memphis, your final pizza money of the night. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. All right, let's do it. Let's spin the wheel. Julius. Julius is in Atlanta. Julius, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? I don't I don't take anything away from Brock Purdy, but I believe the San Francisco 49ers have one of the best offenses in the league. They have a top five running back, top five wide receiver, top five tight end, and a top ten offensive line. You could put anybody behind that center, and I think they would do just as good, if not better, than Brock Purdy. I mean, a lot of people are going to say that, right? And particularly when it is Mr. Irrelevant. And also when we saw Jimmy Garoppolo look very good in that system too. Now, I don't know. Did Trey Lance look good in that system? We didn't see it for long enough, frankly. And it was early in the season for us to really evaluate that because he didn't, frankly, look like Brock Purdy early on. It is hard though, Joe, because I feel like it does kind of take away from what Brock Purdy's doing. I have a hard time disagreeing with that caller though. I do feel like he has walked into an excellent, excellent situation with all the pieces around him. No doubt. I mean, with Lance, he played in that first game of the season where he didn't look good, but it was a torrential downpour against Chicago. So let that one slide. How good can you look in those conditions? The next week, he only threw three passes before he was injured. He got some time last year when Garoppolo got banged up. He didn't look good. Purdy's looked good from the beginning. So I don't know. I mean, I I get where people are at with this, but you cannot 
give Brock Purdy enough credit for how well he's played. Yesterday, he didn't need to, be, need to be great. He didn't turn the ball over once. Prescott couldn't do that. If Prescott could have done what Purdy did, Dallas wins that game. Let's spin the wheel. Andrew. Andrew's calling us all the way from Alaska. Andrew, I hope you're staying warm up there. What do you have for us? Always. Hey, I was sitting and reflecting, and Jalen Hurts has a chance to have a Tom Brady moment. Uh, The NFC East is not nearly as good as it looked on paper. Giants fell apart. Dallas is Dallas, and Washington, forget about it. The Eagles have the best team, bar none, in that division, but he's coming up for a big contract, and the Eagles have some really high-priced free agents. They might lose Bradbury, Gardner-Johnson. If Jalen Hurts can just take a little hometown discount, this team could dominate for a decade. Yeah, I just don't know why Jalen Hurts would necessarily do that unless it is because, hey, I want to retain all these pieces around me. This is always the problem when you talk about paying quarterbacks. But, hey, by the way, it's worked out okay for Kansas City because I feel like we wasted a lot of our breath talking about these quarterback windows. You have to win when they're on rookie contracts. You have to win in that window, Joe, because otherwise it's going to cost you the talent around them. And it did cost them in Kansas City. It's the whole reason that they couldn't pay Tyreek Hill What the Dolphins ended up being able to pay Tyreek Hill. Oh, by the way, it's gone pretty pretty well for them regardless it has the best deal in all of sports is the franchise quarterback on a rookie contract and Hertz is a franchise quarterback on a rookie contract so that's why you saw the Eagles this offseason going after everybody making trades for anyone they could possibly bring in signing whoever they could sign they understand the window is now they are taking full advantage of it question is whether or not they're able to bring down the curtain in a few weeks in Arizona let's spin the wheel Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is in Alabama, not to be confused with hot dog. Cheeseburger, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? What's going on? Hey, I just want to tell you real quick. I come home from work. I work these crazy 12-hour shifts at an aluminum plant. I come home, and I actually keep the radio on for when I get in the car. I just come home and listen to the regular old-school radio just to listen to your takes, and you're great. And real quick, what I have for you is I'm in Alabama, but I'm actually from Hey, we're in California, Barry, and I'm a Raiders fan, die hard. But I think these dang 49ers, just for half of my family, I just think that they're going to do it. Not just think, but how do you take away from what Purdy has done? I mean, he played all the all the, he went to all the camps. He 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 played in college. He's doing the things. He's hitting the spots. So what if he got, you know, he got a Lamborghini, but he's driving it. He's not speeding. He's not going crazy. He's just driving it. So. He's, he's certainly making the most of the opportunities. Uh, that's the nicest thing a cheeseburger has ever said to me. I appreciate the <laughs> call. Thanks for the support. But Brock Purdy's absolutely making the most of the opportunities, Joe. And it's not Purdy's fault where he's drafted, right? I mean, it's just the reality is maybe this talent was overlooked some in college and he didn't get the attention in college that maybe he deserved. No doubt. And uh, it's, it's, he's going to take some shrapnel here, but Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell had Brock Purdy as his quarterback and Brees Hall as his running back, mm-hmm. they didn't do a whole lot. They did not do a whole lot. They were okay. They weren't nearly as good as you'd think they'd be with a starting NFL quarterback and a starting NFL running back. Kind of reminds me of Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. He had mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. He couldn't beat anybody. That's a good point out of you. Let's spin it. Donnie is in Oklahoma. Donnie, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? 
yes. Uh, so I was just wondering, uh, would a because uh, I'm a huge Cowboy fan, would a coaching change make Dak Prescott any better, or do you guys think he's just reached his pot- uh, his potential? Excuse me. Well, both Joe and I, I believe, think that the right coaching change could make Dak Prescott better. And it's not necessarily that we think Dak himself is going to improve, but that it's if you have the right coach in place, you can put him in a system where you can hide some of those deficiencies. Right, Joe? Without question. I mean, look at what guys, look at what Brian Dable did for Josh Allen. All right. Josh Allen took a huge step and now possibly it took a step back with Ken Dorsey taking over. That's a subject for another day, but coaching is very much the difference. Matthew Stafford leaves Detroit. He goes to the Rams. He's all of a sudden incredible. Yeah, he had a good team around him. Cowboys have a good team in place. Cowboys have a good team in place. You know, there's no excuse for them to keep flaming out like this. They have enough talent. Coaching's just not good enough. You're punting on fourth and five from their 40 in a tie game in the third quarter. That's on the coach. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, we saw it in real time when Peterson comes in. I would say even Tua Tungvaloa with Mike McDaniel versus Brian Flores last season, I feel like that that is a prime example of what it can look like if you build the system around the quarterback and you utilize the quarterback to the best of his abilities. If he ain't Patrick Mahomes, you got to get the most out of him but hide some of those deficiencies. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.